This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, November 4th, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning, I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Democrats rule troubles. Ag groups appeal to Hill on rail dispute. And zero carbon ethanol on the way? Veteran Democrat. Election could hurt the farm bill. Congressional Democrats are struggling to save a number of their colleagues from defeat in Tuesday's midterm elections. And former House Agriculture Committee Chair Colin Peterson knows why. In an interview with AgriPulse newsmakers, Peterson says Republicans have managed to paint Democratic lawmakers as too far left because of issues like abortion, gender identity, and critical race theory. He also doesn't see his party shifting on key social issues either. Uh, The few Democrats with significant agriculture in their districts that have been able to survive happen to represent districts with large numbers of suburban or urban voters, he notes. Those lawmakers include Angie Craig of Minnesota and Cindy Axney of Iowa, both of whom are vulnerable this year. And why it matters? Well, farm bills require bipartisan support, and the vanishing number of House Democrats could make it harder to do that, Peterson says. You can't do a farm bill with one party. And I don't know what to do about it, Peterson says. Another problem for farm groups and agribusiness companies is they have fewer allies in Congress when it comes to appealing to a Democratic administration on regulatory issues. Newsmakers will be available later today at agripulse.com. Ag groups press congressional leadership to address labor dispute. More than 190 agriculture groups urging congressional leaders to resolve a continuing rail dispute before it results in a November 19 strike. The organizations, all members of the Agriculture Transportation Working Group, note in a letter that two unions voted against ratifying proposals backed by President Biden to resolve the ongoing contract dispute between 12 unions and the National Railway Labor Conference. Four other unions are still reviewing the agreement. Now keep in mind a rail strike would deal another blow to agriculture shippers who are already struggling to transport crops down to the drought-stricken Mississippi River. USDA reports shippers already waiting until January or later next spring to move grain. That's one of the reasons that the St. Louis barge spot rate has fallen 9% from last week. It currently sets at $80.12 per ton. Universities told to work together on ag research. A report by the National Academies of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine calls on Congress to ensure land-grant colleges and universities work more closely with each other on ag research. That could include providing dedicated funding for research collaboration. The report says ongoing funding disparities have prevented minority-serving institutions from being full partners in multi-institutional collaborations. The report also calls for improving incentives for academic partnerships. Like many, if not most, academic entities, land-grant colleges and universities have traditions emphasizing and rewarding competitive rather than collaborative research projects. The report says. Now take note, 
there are 247 active multi-state projects funded by congressional appropriations to traditional land-grant institutions. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, the third largest dairy co-op in the country. Edge is a powerful advocate of Washington for farmers throughout the upper Midwest. Among Edge's top priorities is milk pricing reform. Over its long history, the federal order system has aimed to serve farmers by ensuring the orderly marketing of fluid milk. But changing production and consumption patterns are rendering the system ineffective. Edge envisions changes that create flexibility, promote fairness, and strengthen the relationship between farmers and processors. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Ethanol firm sees bright future citing IRA. Ethanol producer Green Plains is coming out of a tough quarter due to the high price it had to pay for corn. But President and CEO Todd Becker sees a bright future ahead, thanks in part to the clean energy incentives provided by the Inflation Reduction Act. Becker told analysts yesterday that Green Plains can dramatically drive down the carbon score of its ethanol with the use of carbon pipelines. The IRA increases a tax credit for carbon capture and sequestration and creates a new incentive for low-carbon biofuels. Green Plains' carbon intensity score is almost 50% below gasoline with existing technology and can get as low as 15 to 20% or even zero with carbon sequestration, Becker said. The IRA is a real game changer in our industry and our company, he said. By the way, Green Plains, which operates 11 plants in the Midwest, blames high corn basis levels for a $73.5 million loss in the third quarter. Take note, the Government Accountability Office issued a report yesterday criticizing the EPA's handling of small refinery exemptions from the renewable fuel standard. Lawsuits try to block Albertson's payout to shareholders. Attorneys General of three states and the District of Columbia suing Kroger and Albertson's seeking to block a $4 billion payout to Albertson's shareholders ahead of the supermarket chain's proposed merger. One lawsuit was filed in Washington, D.C. on Wednesday by California, Illinois, and D.C., Washington attorney Bob Ferguson files suit on Tuesday. The latest lawsuit says the special dividend risk seriously hindering Albertson's ability to compete with Kroger and other supermarkets during the merger review process. In an October 28 letter to six state attorneys general, attorneys for Albertson said the company, quote, is in strong financial condition today and will be in strong financial condition after the special dividend is paid, Bloomberg News reported. The Federal Trade Commission hasn't announced its plans for the merger review. Lawmakers introduce marker bill to double ag export funding. A bipartisan group of House members has introduced a bill to double funding for two ag export promotion programs run by the Department of Agriculture that help farmers expand their access to foreign markets. 
A similar measure intended for inclusion in the next farm bill was introduced in the Senate in September. The legislation would increase mandatory annual funding of the Foreign Market Development Program, or FMD, to $69 million and Market Access Program, or MAP, to $40 million. The Supporting Market Access Reinvigorate Trade Act of 2022 was introduced by Representatives Jim Costa of California, Dan Newhouse of Washington, Jimmy Panetta of California, Tracy Mann of Kansas, Cindy Axney of Iowa, Ashley Henson of Iowa, and Kim Schreier of Washington. And why it matters? Well, groups such as the U.S. Wheat Associates depend on FMD to pay for permanent presence in foreign countries. MAP allows groups to run campaigns or to hold events to promote U.S. products and educate importers. Finally, here's today's He Said It. Food is a global security issue and we must do all we can to reverse disruptions in trade and grow new partnerships that help deliver American products around the world. That represented Jim Costa on the need to double MAP and FMD funding. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, November 4th. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Dowling.